the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour two, Backbone Radio, Matt Dunn here. Honored by your presence. A lot of listless vessels around here. I'll tell you, Ron DeSantis out there insulting the Republican Party primary voter. Single digits, DeSantis. Right in there with Hillary Clinton calling Republican voters deplorable, basket of deplorables, you know. Barack Obama calling them bitter clingers. Yeah, insulting the voters. Think about it. Is that something Trump has ever done? You ever heard that? Nope, nope, nope. Doesn't work that way. DeSantis is about a zero in terms of retail political skill. Now, thanks for hanging on in the phone lines. I'm going right to everybody. But I wanted to work in just one statement. This is um, DeSantis's debate strategy has been leaked online. Huh. Seems like there's a lot of grumbling within the DeSantis staff. They're leaking stuff. I guess DeSantis did not hire the best people after all. That was one of his early promises, going to hire the best people. And Trump didn't do that. Oh. So New York Times has this big story about DeSantis's debate strategy and a few of these little things that New York Times points out. Defend Trump and hammer Ramaswamy. DeSantis allies reveal debate strategy. And so... Four points on that. DeSantis is advised to, in his strategy, attack Joe Biden and the media several times. State DeSantis's positive message two or three times. Hammer Vivek Ramaswamy in a response. And then this one, defend Donald Trump in absentia in response to a Chris Christie attack. So, real quickly on this. The... DeSantis is going to hammer Vivek Ramaswamy, which means he's punching up because Vivek is now in second place. DeSantis has now fallen to third place. And I I printed out all these polls that have DeSantis in uh, single digits and in third place, Ramaswamy edging up a little bit. They're still like Lilliputian dwarfed compared to Donald Trump with a 40, 50, 60 point lead. Okay, but um, this key point that I wanted to emphasize. New York Times says that DeSantis will, quote, defend Donald Trump in absentia in response to a Chris Christie attack. Think about that. Why is, why do we have these zero percenters in the debate? Why is there a Chris Christie? Why is there an Asa Hutchinson, right? Why are there, you know, a few of these other people that, you know, are nowhere? They're, they're like sub-single digits. They're like below zero, okay? Why are they going to be there? Because the RNC, which despises Donald Trump, the RNC and the corporate globalist interests that run that outfit, you know it's true, they do. They want to get these 1%ers, 0%ers out there to help choreograph a debate. Okay? So Chris Christie, a 0%er, despised by everybody. He's unfavorable, by the way, in all poll data with every um, ethnic group. And every, uh, you know, male, female, every ethnic group, everybody despises Chris Christie, but he's going to be on the stage. Why? 
because he's going to be up there and his job is to attack Trump, attack Trump, attack Trump. That's why they put him on there to be consumed by the debate viewers. And then DeSantis gets to show up and defend Trump against a Christie attack on Trump. Does that make sense? Do you see how this is choreographed? So they bring a handful of candidates out there and the zero percenters have a job to like lob some attack at Trump. And then that sets it up for DeSantis to sort of pretend defend Trump to make it seem like he's really kind of a MAGA kind of guy. And he thinks it's unfair, like the way Chris Christie attacks Trump. You see, that's the whole scam of this whole deal. That's the whole scam of what the RNC tries to pull in these debates. Um, of course, with the help of the foreigner Murdochs who run Fox News, which is exactly why Trump, I mean, and Trump has plowed through all of those stacked, loaded debate scenarios in which the establishment gets to control everything, call all the shots and do all the gotchas and the setup stuff. And Trump has just plowed through them and he could do it again this time. No problem. He's ahead by 40, 50, 60 points. But there's no point in him doing that. And if he goes to elevate the dwarfs potentially, right? If he goes off and interviews with Tucker, he'll get like four times the ratings if he hung out with the dwarfs. I guess, should I call Chris Christie a dwarf? I guess that's not, he's, he's a dwarf in terms of poll data, but not in other ways, shall, shall we say. But just so you understand, I, you always wonder, why is that person running? He's got 0%. Well, his job is to go out there and put something, a golf ball on a tee, so the guy they want, DeSantis, can hit a nice, a nice shot, right? And it's all fake. It's all phony. It's all choreographed. And Trump is not going to play that stupid establishment corporate game, globalist game anymore. He doesn't have to. He's on top by a lot. Now, to the phones, and thanks for the indulgence on that. Let's say hello to Joe in Arvada. Joe, thanks for checking in. Oh, hi, Matt. Boy, you hit it right on. Uh, Chris Christie may not be the size of a Keebler elf, but he's sure a mental midget. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes but, him. Everybody knows that, oh, too. Oh, you know, he he's there exactly like what you said, but I think it's even worse than that. It's it, He's part of the uniparty yes. plot yes. to get rid of Trump. It doesn't matter whether it's a Republican or a Democrat. They're all out to get rid of Trump because then they can have the uniparty back. It yep. doesn't matter who wins. They just want the uniparty in control. Yep. And they it. can find some way to uh, entice these zero percenter people to go out there and get the national stage and platform, go on these debates and uh, do their job to try to serve the uniparty. And, um, you know, somehow maybe they financially benefit from this and they love the attention. Right. And. Yeah, um, absolutely. But they know they're going nowhere, but they have a role. They have a job. And the yes. DeSantis debate strategy leaked to the New York Times, and it showed exactly what Chris Christie's role is. Okay? I, absolutely. Uh, you know, the other thing is, Trump, uh, you, you asked the question, no, Trump should never get in in the mud with the pigs. No way. Uh, you know, let's just let let them all roll around in the mud. And as long as the polls stay, you know, him over 50 percent, come in and squash him. And he should say, just like he is a fighter, the champion doesn't fight the the, the little Lilliputians. He fights the contender. Exactly. The only contender is Joe Biden. 
get out of your basement, Joe. Get out of your basement, Joe. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, the other thing that has to happen is that we've got to start as a as a uh, conservatives laying down cover for Donald Trump's court actions for the for the Supreme Court to step in and put the nicks on all of these actions until after the election. You see, the left does it all the time. They lay down cover. They talk about all these leaks they yep. get from the Department of Justice. So what we've got to do is we've got to stand up and say, no, the American people do not want this stuff stopping our. You still there? The American candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And see, now the voters are totally with you on that. But those indictments are from the corrupt control of the institutions by the uniparty, by the deep state people. And so they can do whatever they want. They can turn this country into a complete third world banana republic they can do all of these things just like you know they're banning the opposition leader in venezuela from running and now pakistan and a few other countries that's that's what corrupt establishments do so they can do that but the voters you see they see through it i mean look at the data and cbs news came out with this story yesterday morning saying oh my gosh the indictments are only making trump stronger oh my gosh people aren't buying this stuff they, they're just getting Mad at these indictments, they, 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 they think the DOJ and Biden and the rest of the Beltway is corrupt. So it's not working, right? I agree. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. But here's the thing. They have the power of the gun. They have the power of the, of the DOJ coming in with their physical yep. presence. And here's the thing. We've got to stand up as a nation and say we're not a third party or a third uh, uh, you know, a, a third country. We're not a a, a, yep. a, a Venezuela. We are not going to stand for it. We've got to stand up to these people, and we we have to. And say you're seeing something. it happen, Joe. That's what we're seeing right now. Be right back. Times like these sings the Foo Fighters. Who's that dude, Blake? That is the lead guy for the Foo Fighters. Used to be the drummer for Nirvana. Good old Dave Grohl. Grohl. G-R-O-H-L, Dave Grohl. Kind of like that guy. Rip Taylor. Not What's... Rip Taylor, but rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. <laughs> Was he in that band? Yeah. Oh, they lost him, huh? Yep. Well, bummer. Bummer for Rip. Well, yeah, there's DeSantis accusing Republican primary voters of being listless vessels. And just so you hear him say it, uh, yeah, let's, should we hear this? Meanwhile, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis seems to have a new strategy to get elected president, go after Trump supporters. We have a strand in our, in our party that views supporting Trump as whether you are um, a, a rhino or not. And so you could be the most conservative person since sliced bread unless you're kissing his rear end they will somehow call you a rhino. So you're not rooted in principle. Uh, if all we are is listless vessels that's just supposed to follow, you know, whatever happens to come down the pike on Truth Social every morning, th- that's not going to be a durable movement. There you go. And so DeSantis, DeSantis always uses this loaded language that is so negative, so vicious, so attacking, so nasty. Nasty. That is DeSantis. After all these years of pretending to be 
MAGA, 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 Trump's number one supporter, then he just flips on a dime and it's all negative. And you hear him like, you know, you have to kiss Trump's rear end. Yeah. So nice language, DeSantis. Nice visual there. Yeah, you see, that's nasty. Then he, he blasts Truth Social, like Truth Social is a real negative kind of place, right? And the listless vessel thing, I mean, it just sums it up, the karma of DeSantis, and that somebody took a photo right after he calls GOP voters listless vessels, which, by the way, he called Joe Biden a listless vessel back in March. So he reserves that phraseology, listless vessel, for things he really despises. The people that were chanting, we want Trump, when DeSantis was out there in Iowa trying to uh, get a word in and the audience wasn't having it. Anyway, so right after he accuses the, says the listless vessel thing, somebody gets a picture of a DeSantis um, campaign bus that got high-centered and got stuck. It was trying to pull in, and I could not find where this was. It looked like to me it was Iowa. The DeSantis campaign bus gets stuck. It's high-centered. The rear end of the bus, yes, the tail end of the bus got stuck on the asphalt because the tires um, dropped a little bit too low, and so they were stuck. And I was like, now that is a listless vessel. The DeSantis bus gets stuck. It's a vessel, right, and listless meaning like low energy. So there's DeSantis' bus stuck. Because the tail end got stuck <laughs> on the asphalt. You know how you do that. You can high center once in a while. If you... Anyway, I, I found that most amusing, most karma-like. And I did see somebody say, well, was Chris Christie sitting in the back of that bus? And, I, and All right, enough enough jokes on on that. And so, yeah, that's that's called karma, folks. That's, that, that's the listless vessel. And the loyalty thing, the only reason DeSantis exists is because of Trump and Trump supporting him and DeSantis acting like he's mini MAGA. He's pure MAGA, right? Turns out he's not the case. <laughs> he's, he's not that at all. And I was just flabbergasted. I thought we had this great ally in Florida. Then you learn what his positions really are, and you're like, holy cow, this is another Bush. Worse than Bush, with less political skill than a Bush. All right, enough on DeSantis. I'll try to be nicer to DeSantis, but I shouldn't be. He actually, the Republican voters should attack him harder than they are. Um, I mean, he's in single digits. He's in third place. He's going to have to attack Vivek now in the debate. And Vivek, by the way, is such a good speaker. He's going to steamroll DeSantis. Just watch for this to happen. Anyway, better get to the phone lines here and let's go in order. And Charlene, thanks for hanging a minute. We'll go in order. Charlene in Arkansas, welcome. Yeah, now I enjoyed that. Twitter, uh, listless vessel got stuck. Well, you know, and it's perfect. His new motto is we can't go forward and we can't back down. We're, you know, we're stuck where we are. And and also, um, I was just going to say Trump could really outmaneuver all of them if he did this. And he could break the nation out of this uniparty matrix if he said, I will debate the winner of this debate and <laughs> RFK. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be like we've got various things going on here. We don't it's not just Republican, Democrat. It is top versus bottom. It's ruling elite versus the masses. And it's not left or right. It's top versus bottom. Exactly. And bring in an RFK and, 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 and you know, and, and spread it all out and say, no, it's not you seven dwarfs that that you know, that's going to straighten out this country. It's getting us back to where the people rule. And right now the people are not ruling. Right. So I wish he would. 
he would do that and say, all right, I'll challenge the winner of this debate. Y'all go ahead and have your fun, you know. Y'all just, you know, talk amongst yourselves. And the winner of that, we will have a debate, and Tucker be the moderator, and then let's bring in our cake no, he's got some good but ideas. That's, and, that's not going to happen, though. I mean, there's no way you could, like, say oh, who's oh, a winner. I know, on that. You know, I know you're tongue-in-cheek with that. And Trump still shouldn't waste his time because they're, they're all so low in the polls. No, because Biden's not going to debate RFK. Oh, oh you're, I thought so you were talking about RFK. Trump should debate, um, like the winner of the Republican debate. Yes, he should. There is no reason, no reason, Charlene, for him to debate any of those people when he's ahead of them by 50 points. Well, no, but what I'm saying, open it up, open up the matrix, bring in RFK and say, this is, these are the contenders. These, I'll give you little Republicans a contender spot, Vivek, get in here, uh, and then we're going to give RFK a contender spot because that's who the Democrats really want, and then me. And then just and just let us all exchange but ideas. Once about again, though, RFK Jr., believe it or not, he's like at 10 percent in the polls. Again, the leftists believe that. that well, I don't believe that. Well, that's what the poll data says. And remember, Charlene, the left, they really believe the propaganda. They really believe what CNN and MSNBC tells them. We on the on the oh. conservative side, we don't but believe see, any I of the propaganda. RF- so RFK no, has I an uphill RF- battle. So he is still a dwarf, RFK just so you know. RFK has all the Bernie supporters. RFK has all the Bernie supporters that they squashed, but they're still there. You know, all the Occupy Wall well, Street. Well, he should be. People, he a, should be twenty, twenty-five, thirty percent. RFK Jr. should be, but he's not because again, he's a Democrat and he's trying to talk to people on the left who really, really believe all the propaganda, and they constantly call RFK Jr. crazy. Every chance they get, but they're calling them crazy on all the mainstream. Right, but see, but, see, but that, that's, that's how they calling. do it. Yeah, but 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 they're also getting news in other places on RFK because he RFK is on Twitter a lot. He's got spaces going on Twitter. He's got lots of people coming in on Twitter talking to him and other platforms. So I think he's a lot bigger than what the Democrats say. But anyway, I think that would open up because we've got to get out of this this uniparty matrix but you know here, here's what i read the other day that was, uh have you ever heard of uh uh the lord martin 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 of uh, england he was the central banker for england yeah in okay. the 1920s okay you know, he gave a speech and he said these truths are well known among our principal bankers who are now engaged in forming an imperialism to govern the world by dividing the voter through the political two-party system we can get them to expend their energies in fighting for questions of no importance. And that's really what they've done. And so I think, you know, we've just got to break this uniparty matrix. I mean, that's, that's the exactly right. essential but thing. But now, remember, the uniparty matrix and their control of the institutions, it's, again, an incredibly tiny sliver of individuals. There's not very many of these people. And the lesson of Trump exactly. is well, you get one individual to stand up and just keep on fighting and keep on going – Boy, it could crack their but whole see, see, fake see, it, deal. It, 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 Somebody can stand up and defeat so. their entire corrupt hold on this yeah, country, that small few RFK people. And that's the whole part. point, which and, is why uh, I think this whole primary business is not is not necessary for Trump to engage with the dwarves in this because we've got a country to save yeah, but, but here. That's a big deal. He won't look he won't look like he's afraid. See, if he well, he's, he, no one thinks thing. he's afraid. I should probably let this song keep on playing. Jillian Welch, the 455 Rocket. 
song about a Chevelle. 455, I guess, was the cubic inches on some Chevelle engines. Back in the day, the muscle cars. And Blake, I'm working on you on the sort of country alt rock stuff. You, you dig it, or are you? How are you doing back there? Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to this, it's. By the way, I had I had a Texas studio. I love it when people. I've had a lot of pot, people love the animals. They like Eric Burden and the animals. And then one individual said. We played Eric Burden earlier. We got to get out of this place. He said, Animals fantastic. I think your audience likes that much more than the girly Euro pop. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) And I hang my head. Yes, I do play a certain percentage of girly Euro pop. Yes, I do. Can't say I'm proud of it. But we do just mix it up a little bit. My The heart and soul is in country and bluegrass and that kind of music and, you know, alternative rock. But the girly Euro pop, is there any kind of emotion out there that I should minimize that? Like my girly Euro, that's, I do that in the summer, like the summer songs. You know, you're just bubblegum pop, hey, you know, bouncy little tunes, happy, dance a little. Anyway, but I might have to eradicate the girly Euro pop. I've had a request for this. And if this starts catching on, I might have to step up and at least minimize reasonably. I can't I couldn't get rid of all of it. That wouldn't be right, would it? No girly Euro pop? Wouldn't that be Yeah, somebody texts in, I'm building a seventy four Firebird with a four fifty five. Rock on. Better listen to that uh, Jillian Welch song. The four fifty five sounds like a pretty sweet engine. If you want my opinion. By the way, Nobody thinks Trump has got any fear in his system for a debate. But, of course, Team DeSantis is going to say it. Chris Christie is going to – they're all going to say it. But nobody buys it. The voters don't buy that. Like I said, if anybody is fearless on the political spectrum anywhere in this world, it is Donald Trump. And Donald Trump can get in there in the mud with the pigs better, better, better than any of these people. So he has proven that over the course of his career. And so it's not a fear thing, but it is a, you know, you don't want to minimize, you know, hang out with the dwarves. You don't, you don't need to do it. It doesn't help the primary. People know Trump. People know where he stands. And he'll go talk to Tucker, in which he'll have an audience four, five, six, ten times larger than the sad little dwarf debate on Fox News, if you want my opinion. But let's get on to the phone action here. Jack and Cheyenne. Sorry we were so slow, but Jack, welcome. How are you? Hey, Doc. How you doing? Doing well. Just talking it I, through. Uh, I, touch, I touched on this a while back with you, but the Democrats have a real problem as to who to put up for their candidate for this election. And yep. the most important thing to the Democrats now, yeah, maybe they can control Gavin Newsom to some extent, but what they really need is they need somebody who thoroughly and genuinely hates this country. And the number one person that's got name recognition for that would be Michelle Obama. But the problem with Michelle Obama is the word Obama is uh, an anathema to about 50% of this country. So that may not work for him. Now, you said the last time we talked that John Kerry is too old to run, but he's got the qualifications. He's a genuine U.S. hater. 
Now, the reason they've got so much resistance to, to Bobby Kennedy Jr. Uh, is, is because he doesn't exhibit the disdain for this country that they require. And that's why they're working against him. They have to have somebody that genuinely wants to destroy this country or they can't get behind them. That's what's going on. It's really as simple as that. Yeah, they, they don't like it. RFK Jr. is out there saying, hey, you know, the CIA killed my uncle. Talking sense. Yeah. And he's yeah, no, they're talking. bashing the deep state, and he wasn't a fan of the vaccine at all, wrote a yeah. book about the real Anthony yeah. Fauci. And he's got, see, you can't have somebody understanding the deep state. That's what RFK Jr. Nope. has. And that's where the real that's crux the of the battle is. And so they will pound away on him. And, yeah, he seems to be kind of pro-America, you know. And I, no way I would That's vote right. for that RFK Jr. guy. But, uh, uh, you know, he, he's going to be a man of the left and the rest of it. But I like it that he is giving the left media so many fits. And, the, and the, you know, the, the stooge establishment, Democrat, Congress, men and women fits, trying to, like, keep this guy from, like, becoming something. You know what I mean? It's great. Well, they, they need one. They need one, to get behind one of their own, and it has to be somebody that wants to destroy this country. And if it's not that, they can't line up behind them. It's just as simple as that. That's Matt. a good point. Simpler. That's a good and point. Did Charlene? Was Charlene talking about Louis Montbatten? I think she was. Ask her next time you talk. Yeah, and I don't know the. And, the I think no, Montbatten wasn't he the World War One general? But uh, she, she was talking about the central banker um, for Britain, I guess, around the uh, pre-Great Depression, somewhere in there. And I don't, I don't know. I couldn't quite yeah. catch her pronunciation of that name. But she no, did pronounce it beautifully. I I lost, anyway. Yeah. Well, they, 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 the IRA assassinated him in 79, Mountbatten, along with 12 other people in the boat. But anyway, besides that, let me just leave you with this one. Th I mean... <laughs> Let me just leave you this one last thing. It, it, it's, a, it's a quote, for, and it applies to Trump. It's a quote from an unknown Irishman, okay? And it goes like this. He said, on my return to Dublin, I found that in my absence I had been tr tried, convicted, and sentenced to hang. So I told them they could hang me in absentia. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a pretty good one that's quite relevant in some ways to this moment. In America last, yeah. Jack, you see how many billions to Ukraine, and if you're in Maui, Hawaii, you lost everything. You get a one-time $700 check from FEMA. Ooh. And that's not just Biden being America last. That's the Beltway being America last. They are obsessed with Ukraine and putting America and what goes on within our borders absolutely last, and it is so disgraceful. I know yep. the Hawaiians, are, they're, they're not impressed with, uh, with that situation, the way that whole deal was handled. We won't go into that tonight. But, you know, you, you, okay. you put America first, and then they're going to throw everything they've got at you. But, Jack, all the best to you. Great points and even an Irish quote this evening. Thank you. And let's say hey to Brian in Arvada. Hello, Brian. Mr. Don, how you doing? Greetings. Hey, I'm you, doing all right. You, you know, I'm not a runner now. You said you ran a 5K this morning? I did. I, and I actually ran it twice. Oh, my God. How far is that? Uh, 5K. That would be 3.2 miles if my calculations are accurate. But I try not to be good at math. But I was. Now, did you, did you hit it earlier? I mean, did you get a little of the heat in the situation? It was early. Started early, 9 a.m. It was the 
Race for Cancer Research. And, uh, you know, we, we ended up having 55 in, on our team. A lot of our friends, family came from uh, outside the state, and we all got together and had a great race. And the only reason I ran is because I wanted to just run back and forth a little bit and checking on where's all the kids, where is everybody, trying to herd the 55 uh, people. And it was a blast. It was a blast. Now, were you pushing a baby cart? A little bit. But we had uh, Grandma was pushing the baby cart, and then, you know, some other family, they wanted to take turns pushing the baby cart. Yeah. One of my buddies, though, So were though, you running was pushing or a, jogging, um, Mr. Dunn? Were you running or jogging? What's going on here? Well, I guess running might be a little too glorifying for what I was doing <laughs> out there. But, uh, you know, I'll... Uh, I, it, you know, I, I actually I do a fair amount of running, so I you know I have for years. So I, I'm I'm at least a respectable runner, but uh, that's it. At least in my own mind. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Mister Dunn, I get tired walking upstairs. I I could only imagine running, but uh, that that was years ago. I guess I'm 55. Maybe I should get back into it. But anyhow, well, so we're we're, this we're believers in being up off the couch and in action. You're harder to control that way. So the more action, the better. We preach that. And good posture, too, Brian. I hope you have good posture. Sit up straight over I there. I do have good posture, but I have no running skills is my problem. Okay. Well, uh, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe you could ride a Harley. That would be, or maybe, you know, other kinds of skills. But anyway, did you have a political point before we hit this unceremonious wall about to hit us? Yeah, this next debate's amateur. The only one I'd be curious about is Vivek, but right. what I find curious is the mainstream media really isn't attacking them that much yet, so that concerns me. Once they start attacking Vivek and saying he's a real piece of garbage, then I'll say, okay, Vivek's all right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I'm... A, I'm a little curious to see what he'll do. As far as the Santos goes, he made all the wrong decisions. I all mean, the guy, them. and he's still doing yeah, he, it every day—a new one. Well, hello, saddle pals. It's a little Gene Autry talking about his travails riding the old Chisholm Trail, and he—if you have like real travails, are you going to be singing "Tie Yai Yippee Yippee Tie Yay"? I love that song. One little vignette on Gene Autry. It was around last Christmas that I'm got my he was then one year old son and every so often I try to I try to find some Christmas song like on my phone I could show him to keep him entertained or introduce him to Christmas music. And I found Gene Autry's video version of Here Comes Santa Claus and he's out there riding a horse, you know, on the trail. And then a Santa Claus comes up riding next to him. And my one-year-old son found that fascinating. And so he wanted to watch that. We watched that for like four months. It's into spring, you know? No more snow. And he still wants to watch Gene Autry. And so I think we're going to have a good saddle pal there with that little guy. At any rate, yeah, welcome back. Backbone Radio, Matt Dunn. By the way, I'm pulling out of a soccer tournament today. My, my 10-year-old son, they won their soccer tournament today. Good job, kid. And I was pulling out of there. And uh, how do I do it all? 5Ks, you know, soccer tournament. You got to do everything and love it. But there was a bumper sticker on the car right in front of me. I'm pulling out, and it said, uh, try that in a small town. Do you hear that, Great American Eric? 
Great American Eric's got the hat, the Jason Aldean hat, the try that in the small town. And there's the big, it was huge. It was like a huge, it took like half this guy's lower portion of his window. So the Jason Aldean thing, there's bumper stickers now, just so you know on that. And yeah, we will be off to the phones momentarily. Just quick point on Hawaii. Terrible fires, deadly fires in Maui. And it seems like a lot of that was very mismanaged. And I don't quite know enough to go into that. But it looks like mm, some of the uh, progressive left not doing the right stuff there. But Catherine Jean-Pierre, the spokesperson for the Biden administration, was talking about Hawaii and talking about Senator Maisie Hirono. And gosh, uh, KJP does not know that Democrat Senator Maisie Hirono is a woman and does not pronounce her name right. In just this 10-second clip, she, she, she doesn't even, like, you know, amazing. Senator Hirono, who I said the president spoke to uh, just last night, he thanked the president uh, for the immediate support of federal agencies have delivered for residents of Hawaii. Just so you get that, um, <laughs> Hirono, no, it's Senator Maisie Hirono, who is a woman, not a he, at least as far as I know. I know that, like, is variable these days, and it changes on a dime, and it's, like, all over the map. But I think Senator Maisie Hirono, still a woman, and KJP doesn't even know a Democrat senator from the state of Hawaii who's going through an absolute, you know, major catastrophe, um and says that this senator is a man when she's a woman and mispronounces the name. And so that's what we got in the Biden administration. And does Biden prioritize Ukraine over Hawaii? This little montage here has the first clips are about Biden talking about unlimited resources for Ukraine, no matter what, no matter what. And then he gets to Hawaii at the end and it's like, yeah, you know, hey, $700. Wow. For every household. It's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. Since Russia invaded Ukraine just over two months ago, we have sent more than $3 billion in security assistance to Ukraine. Last week, I sent Congress to be excused a point of personal privilege talking like an old senator, but sent a supplemental budget, a fancy way of saying we need more money. As I said from the beginning, this fight is not going to be cheap. Uh, I'm once more urging Congress to quickly pass this supplemental funding bill for over $300 billion to help the Ukrainians. FEMA has approved 50,000 meals, 75,000 liters of water, 500 beds, 10,000 blankets, and as well as other shelter supplies for survivors displaced from their homes. FEMA also authorized one-time payments of $700 per household. The folks have been displaced. Oh, $700. One time, not two time, one time, $700 from FEMA to every household in Maui affected by the fires. And once again, how many billions? I mean, we've got to be past $100 billion to Ukraine. Once again, we have an America last leadership in the Beltway, as in... Not America first, not America second, not America third, fourth, fifth. We're talking America last is who's running this country, ladies and gentlemen. Have you had enough of that? In Hawaii, you ask the Hawaiians who install one Democrat after another in office in Hawaii, 
Have you had enough of that? So glad Tulsi Gabbard is out there. Tulsi Gabbard is an America firster in Hawaii. And um, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Tulsi Gabbard. Gotta say, love to play her quotes. And she's she's an understander of the deep state. She understands that whole thing, which is, again, the crux of this country right now. More on that when we come back for the third hour, which is actually getting kind of close right now. And um, let's see here. Let's say hello to David and Thornton. Hello, David. Hello there. I want to give you a crazy scenario. Yes, I want one of those. Yes, we need that. Uh, Diane Frankenstein resigns. Uh, New, uh, Newsom will make Kamala Harris that Senate. Biden will give new governor the vice president's seat. Then the president resigns, making the governor of California president. Now, that was kind of circuitous. And as you were speaking, I kind of thought, ooh, that's a good idea. Ooh, that's, that is a crazy scenario. But, you know, you wonder if some of these, they're going to have to shuffle the deck, right? I mean, they just, they can't have Biden run again. But like Caller Jack was just saying, the Democrats have a real problem figuring out who on earth to put on top of their ticket. They had that same problem back in 2020, and somehow it got down to Biden. <laughs> they, I mean, they had, they had so little talent on the Democrat bench, like none, that they, they propped Biden up or at least stuffed him down in the basement and ran that whole fake campaign. But he was the best they had. He pulled the best against Trump in the poll data, right? Who are they gonna who are they gonna go with now? And I think it's not a good situation for them. Newsom? Mm. They they might well, say he looks know, the part, but uh he hasn't been good for California, do you think, David? No, but I uh I just look at this as that would be an Obama move. Mm-hmm. You think he's kinda I mean, I, he never left the beltway, he stayed put for except for a few Moments on Martha's Vineyard, and uh, I won't make a comment that they're uh, they're down one chef right now. It's a very sad scenario there, but uh, it makes you wonder. Right. And yeah, Kamala Harris. You never hear anybody mention, oh, Kamala Harris. That she should run. You know, <laughs> you, you ever no, notice I don't, I don't that's think, not being heard? No, I don't. No, that not at all. That's why I say, you know, she's not even a good vice president. So, you know, I think. Uh, I just think that I I really believe that that's what Newsom will do when Diane Feinstein resigns or yeah. dies, you know. And by the way, and while I was, I was thinking yeah, of it, just put her on it. When when Biden was first asked about the fires in Hawaii, he's sitting on a beach in Delaware, and he said, "No comment." This whole tragedy is going on, and he said, "No comment." And that that's that's our leadership. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.